If you're happy with the same old ways of dating, if you enjoy sucking at communication, and you have no desire to improve your romantic life, then our podcast might not be for you. But you want some out-of-the-box ideas to deepen your current relationships, broaden your sexual horizons, develop a better understanding of yourself, or learn more about non-monogamy, then you've come to the right place. I'm Jace. I'm Emily. And I'm Dedeker. And this is the Multi-Amory Podcast. On this episode of the Multi-Amory Podcast, we are talking with writer, director, and producer Jackie Stone of the web series Compersion, which is an awesome web series about polyamory. Uh, with her, we're going to be talking about bringing realism to telling stories about polyamory and not just showing everything going great. Uh, and we're also going to talk about race and diversity in the poly community and what are things that we can do as a community to try to encourage diversity and openness and mm-hmm. inclusivity in a group that really should be doing that already. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. You know what else I'm really excited about? What are you excited about? Multi-Amory West Coast Tour 2017! All right, this has been a dream of ours for a long time, guys, and it's actually going to happen. So starting on February 7th... Which is the release of Dedeker Winston's newest book. (laughs) It's not a novel. I almost said it was a novel. (laughs) Yes. It's not a novel, but it might be just about as long as one. (laughs) Dedeker's book, The Smart Girl's Guide to Polyamory, comes out on February 7th, and that is when we are launching our tour. It's going to last a couple weeks, and it'll be in the west coast of the United States. We will be recording live podcast episodes, as well as hosting other events and stuff like that. Um, So we're coming for you in San Diego. Los Angeles. San Francisco. Berkeley. Portland. And Seattle. Yes. So excited. Um, Keep your eyes on our social media to hear updates about this for the exact dates in your city, for ticket sales, more information. We will also be telling you more about it on this show in the future. Yes. Uh, But check that out. We are so excited to see you there. This is just a little teaser. We're teasing you. Yes. We're teasing. This is the first teaser. Tease. Tease. And now, on to Jackie. And here we are with Ms. Jackie Stone, mm-hmm. uh, the writer, director, producer, the everythinger of, mm-hmm. of the web series Conversion, <laughs> which is uh, part of Enchant TV on YouTube. Yes. Uh, so you can go check it out for free. Uh, it's awesome. We highly recommend it. And we'll put links in the show description where you can go right to that and check it out. Uh, welcome, Jackie. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So Thanks for being here. here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have a ton of stuff that we want to cover. We were just talking for a little bit before this started. Um, and I guess just could you, maybe you have practice more than we do, but could you give us like the the one minute summary of Compersion? Oh, absolutely. Um, so Compersion is a story about a couple who've been married for 15 years and the wife decides that she wants to open up their marriage and explore polyamory. So the show follows them through that journey. So we, we've all watched the show. Yes. Uh, we loved it. We loved how real it felt, you know, that it mm-hmm. that not just not just the acting and the writing and all those things, but also just 
how well produced it was. And which, it was yeah. a very realistic <laughs> portrayal of like a long-term marriage. You could tell that these people mm. really knew each other mm. and that they were truly surprised by this kind of opening up and this decision mm-hmm. on her part. Right. So I, I guess what we were kind of wondering is, you know, what is it that prompted you to tell this story? Um, so about a decade ago, um, I was online dating, looking for love on match.com. Match, really? On match.com. Okay. I love it. Wow. Classics. I'm amazed. Yeah, that you found a polyamorous person on match.com. Um, but there was no boxes to check for polyamorous. Right. You're so right. it was more mm-hmm. underground. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I met a man and he was in a polyamorous relationship and he wanted to date me. And it was the first time I ever heard the term polyamory. And I was like, Polly, what? What are you talking about? Right. You're out in these streets and you're married. You got a wife. And he was like, yes, she knows it was her idea. Wow. And um, mm-hmm. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, talk to her. Um, That's awesome. That's so we became friends. And from that point on, I was like, this would be a very interesting story to tell. Yeah. Because you never, I had never seen at that point in time, um, mm-hmm. a love story um, that involved outside partners that could be real and authentic. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was purposeful mm-hmm. that you had other loves. And I was like, this would be very interesting because how do you, um, starting out, keep your marriage intact while you explore mm-hmm. other romantic mm-hmm. entanglements. And yeah. I was like, you know, this could be a very rich story. Absolutely. And yeah. originally yeah. I wanted to do it for TV and they didn't come calling. So <laughs> we decided to, you know, <laughs> you did it, it on your own. I did it on my own. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I do love the fact that you chose to tell this specific story, particularly because, you know, what we've encountered here at Multiamory, what I've encountered, you know, I have my own relationship coaching practice, is that this is a very relatable story. Um, There's not a lot of people, it's actually a relative rarity for people to come to polyamory, um, you know, like when they're 18 years old and first discovering adult relationships. Mm that most, or I don't know about most people, but a lot of people come to non-monogamy when they are already in a monogamous relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of the questions that we receive, you know, a lot of my clients are people who are in the same situation that your characters are, mm-hmm. where they're in a, a marriage or in a long-term relationship and they're interested in opening it up and they have to tackle you know, all those questions that you tackle so beautifully in your web series of like, how the heck do we do this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How the heck do we do this in a way that is healthy? How the heck do we process all these crazy emotions mm-hmm. going on? Um, and so I have to say that, you know, I really appreciate the realism that you lend to this process because I think a lot of people can relate to that of the emotions, of the jealousy, of the negotiation. Um, <laughs> my question for you is, how do you balance, you know, kind of being true to that and portraying that realism versus just kind of making it seem like polyamory is a terrible idea mm-hmm. because all you do is is fight about it and feel jealous and talk about it all the time and no one gets what they want? Um, so I would say that when I decided to do this story, I want to do a family drama that was exploring polyamory. So it was never uh, me saying, I got to do a story about polyamory and this is it's polyamory, polyamory, polyamory. I had to come through it with the characters and I wanted to be human more than anything. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to come looking at how this couple makes this journey. And it's not going to be for this particular couple. It's not going to be easy because their background is very traditional. This man signed up 
for a monogamous relationship. This woman mm-hmm. agreed to this monogamous relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want to do a fairy tale. I never, I was like, I don't want to do a fairy tale. I wanted to do something mm-hmm. that was very human, very relatable, and that these characters, in order to get to compersion, which won't be in season two, but um, <laughs> to get to compersion, that it would take work because it's not something I think comes overnight. Especially when you're used to this particular relationship paradigm. And so um, if there is a critique of people of compersion, it would be there's some conflict, you know. There's a a lot of conflict. You know, there's a lot of conflict. And, and, you know, like, and the thing is, like, for me, it's like I, I want in anything you probably see me do, there's going to be some mud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. on you there's going to be mm-hmm. some scars on you but for me it makes mm-hmm. that journey once you get to the mountain top and you see the peaks and the valleys that it was worth mm-hmm. that struggle mm-hmm. because when yeah. josh finally comes to a realization of maybe this isn't so bad and why was i holding on to you as a possession and yeah. and kina makes her peace and you know it will be that much of a reward and me as a writer mm-hmm. i need my characters to want something and for things to stand in their way and see how hard they fight for what they want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. That's and good. so it's not about like, I'm, I never like, I, I think that polyamory is a, uh, just as a valid way of relating as monogamy. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. but when I went into the show, I didn't say I want to portray polyamory in a negative light. I want to portray polyamory in a positive light i was like these are the characters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this one wants to do this and the other one doesn't want to so i really wanted to portray more of the characters and not so much hi um uh polyamory because i think if you I if you're going in saying i'm going to portray polyamory you're going to fail because you can't you can't represent all of polyamory. Sure. I would not be able to do that fairly, yeah. you know. Right. Yeah. And as the show evolves, there's going to be other characters that are involved in different stages of mm-hmm. their walk mm-hmm. in polyamory, and they're yeah. going to have a different experience. But this is about this couple's experience. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and I think you've really set that up because, I mean, I know my personal experience is like, oh, God, like, oh, please, like, I, please, I hope it gets better. Like, I please, I hope they figure something <laughs> out. Like, yeah. you definitely help set up that investment of like, oh, gosh, this is really rough. But at the same time, like, I want these people to win. You know, I want mm-hmm. these people to figure it out. I want these people to to find that happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it is uh, just like, yeah, I want them to find compersion. It is just <laughs> the first couple, like months or i guess four yeah, or five it's like months. four months in and right. it, you know i mean jason and i Our sort first of had four a similar were a rough. exactly yeah. we sort yeah. of had a similar my first four months up. were real rough yeah. yeah so i think that it is very realistic <laughs> yeah there's a lot of that ingrained stuff that we have to unlearn oh, yeah. and, and oh, yes. on the show family comes up a lot too yeah a lot of different characters talk about layer. their upbringings mm-hmm. um you know there, mm. there's family members in it too but more just that they talk about well i was raised this way or like yeah well, my, you know, my dad wasn't around or yours was, or, you know, just kind of how that impacts, you know, like their, their relationship, you know, his mother, Josh's mother's very religious. Mm-hmm. He, he grew up going to church, you know, yeah. he comes from a two family home, you yeah. know, right. Um, we don't know much about Keena's parents. You guys will see that probably Ooh, next yeah. season, Ooh, nice. but, um, you know, they've had a very traditional, um, leave it to beaver, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. kind of 
life up until this point where one partner is very happy with the way things are going and Kina mm-hmm. wants more, wants more, mm-hmm. wants to be able to explore mm-hmm. that part of yourself. And for me, I mean, I couldn't imagine my husband coming to me after 15 years, mm-hmm. baby. So this is what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, you know, putting yourself in that position because what you're thinking, even if it's not true, that I'm not enough. Yeah. And how do you act out mm. when you think you're not enough? Sure. Right. You know? Of course. Mm. Your insecurities, you know, when it has maybe nothing to do with you not being enough. But, you know, especially people who watch it who are monogamous, Kina's selfish. Her husband is perfect. How could you do this to him? Mm-hmm. You're ungrateful. Mm-hmm. You don't love him. Well, this know? is this is a perfect segue into our next question we had for you, which is about that. Like, what kind of fallout and criticism have you gotten for this? Um, just or you know, have like, you gotten any from or have you gotten any? Yeah. community? Um, a large portion of the audience that watches Compersion is black and poly. Uh huh. That's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And they have been very supportive of the series um, because they haven't seen anything that represents them. There is nothing, you know? So it's been like, they're really excited about it. Mm -hmm. And so far the audience that we have love the realism. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I think, I mean, I know when I'm watching stuff and I want it to go a certain way, I get pissed off. <laughs> and I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah. I can't believe you did that. Why yeah. can't you just, you know? So I get that, but it's not in a way that's saying, oh, I hate the show. Oh, no, of course. Right. They suck. Mm-hmm. These people are not real. But mm-hmm. I think when you don't see yourself, sometimes we want a fairy tale version mm-hmm. of it. We want everything mm-hmm. to be perfect. Yeah. And nothing I ever do, you will ever see that unless it's a Disney film. And yeah. that's what it calls for. Um, but they've been very supportive. Now, I've had some people who are not polyamorous hmm. make comments, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the YouTube comments. Yeah. Below. I this did whole read some and, of them. Yeah. And I'm like, delete. I'm like, you yeah, could, yeah. you know, and I'm, I totally like want people to disagree. But right. Don't be calling my character no hoe. Exactly. <laughs> right. You know, so there's been like uh, people who are not who've never heard of polyamory or who, um, I mean, there are some judgmental things, but most of my audience right now are, I think a large portion of them are polyamorous and have been very supportive. That's lovely. That's great. Well, and, and that's, that's, I think it's also important to point out the fact that, like you said, that the majority of your audience is black and poly Mm -hmm. and that, as far as I know, I mean, maybe you know of something else, but as far as I know, there's nothing out there. There's yeah. no other series or podcast or, or any sort of people doing it publicly there, um, besides Monique. Oh, Monique, yes. You know, there yeah, there's other Monique. series that have online that I know um, a couple that have been uh-huh. um, black, poly, and it was usually triads, two, two, two women, one man. Right, right. Um, mm-hmm. And that's all I've seen. And I've only learned about them because they've contacted me when they've seen Compersion. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, um, I mean, this looks like a movie. It's shot like a, a film would be. Yeah. Shout out to Bruce Francis yeah, no, Cole, just, my DP, who's there you go. absolutely amazing. Seriously. Nice. Really wonderful. It's a beautifully done uh, web series in that Thank way. You. Plus, all of the actors are incredible. Yes. They're wonderful. Mm-hmm. And can, I, can I ask about that real yeah, quick? Actually, absolutely. This, this wasn't on our list here of questions. No but problem. Are, is, is, are any of the cast, were they poly before? I'm just curious if anyone um, was. 
I'm not allowed to divulge okay. any okay. names. I guess that. But okay. if, um, but you know, there, I will say, as one of my actors said, there's definitely people who are polyfluid. That was okay. the term nice. she made. Yep, yep. Um, mm-hmm. Jamie says she's not, she, she doesn't identify as polyamorous, but um, mm-hmm. she's open to it and she's learning. That's what she said in That's one lovely. of our interviews. Wow. I almost um, wonder if being mm-hmm. on the show, you would start to be like, you know, <laughs> like getting yeah, into this, this character, I start to yeah. understand. She said that. Yeah? She That's said awesome. that. That's she said scary. that, you know, um, the show opened her mind um, to something that she really hadn't given too much thought to. Yeah. Right. Um, and then there's, you know, a couple of people behind the scenes that um, intellectually, I think, are, maybe not emotionally, mm. but open to the idea mm. of it. And, um, you know... So, yes. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. That's awesome. I mean, and then, you know, we're all, awesome. we're artists, right? So, you know, we get away with a lot of stuff that, you know, middle sure. America or, you know, <clears throat> yep. you know, we're all avant-garde filmmakers, actors. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay to yeah. think out of the box. Right. People expect yeah. that from us. Right. In yeah. a way you know? they don't Absolutely. in a lot of other places. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. For a long time now, we've been fans of AdamandEve.com for getting sex toys or lingerie or accessories, things like that. It's just a fantastic resource with a huge selection. And now, not only do we have a fantastic offer, but we also have a promo code that will work on AdamMail.com and Eve'sToys.com, which are their site specifically for LGBTQ audiences. And our code is fantastic. It's 50% off of almost any item in the store, and free discreet shipping when you use our code MULTI. Yes, we love adamandeve.com and have for years. They are our oldest and longest sponsor, and they just keep on giving great gifts to us and to our listeners. You can bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your bedroom by going to adamandeve.com, adammail.com, or evestoys.com and select any one item. It can be you know, an adventurous new toy or anything you desire, something fun, something sexy, whatever sounds good. So just enter offer code multi at checkout and you'll get 50% off almost any item plus free shipping. That's multi M-U-L-T-I at adamandeve.com, adammail.com or evestoys.com. This is an exclusive offer that is specific to this podcast and it's better than any offer that is currently available on their site. So again, use code multi to get you not just the 50% discount, but also the 100% free shipping code M-U-L-T-I. So I wanted to talk about, um, you know, in other interviews, you talked about that you you really enjoy, you really get some fulfillment out of um, creating a safe space, or as you call it, creating a home space, uh, specifically for Black women with your filmmaking, mm-hmm. Um which, I mean, just sounds absolutely beautiful to me, but I would love to know more about what that means to um, you. Yeah, it's it's home place. So basically the concept comes out of what, you know, black women have historically done in very violent um, environments, mm-hmm. you know, from slave enslavement to civil rights to present day of how you create safe spaces, whether or not you're a slave on the plantation and this particular uh uh, uh, shack that you are in is your safe space for your family, for your, you know. So when I'm mm-hmm. talking about home place for women of the African diaspora, I wanted to do that in film as well. So where black women can be fully realized beings, 
That's awesome. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And, and, and Kina, I mean, that's, Kina definitely is that so on the yeah. show. Yeah, too. I was like, I was going to say that exactly that. Yeah. Like, I love her character so much because she is like fully fleshed out. Yeah. Like, she feels like a real human being. She doesn't feel like you know single dimension. Mm-hmm. She doesn't feel like she's just there as perfunctory. Like, mm-hmm. she feels like an actual human being. Like, it feels like you you have created that that space. And then to be able um, not to you know, for us not to be pigeonholed to playing certain roles or certain certain yes. storylines as well, you know. Like, I had a movie yes. with an all-black cast of nuns, you know, uh-huh. like, just, like, being able to see nice. black women in ways you don't get to see them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, definitely. right, I mean, and and just it, as a, even as a female character, I mean, Kina is interesting to me because she's... I mean, the the confidence that she has Mm -hmm. to keep sticking to what she wants and, like, trying to have integrity with it, even when it's real shitty, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, when it's coming from all sides, like, that's that's also just really cool as a -hmm. character to get to see that, to kind of have those sorts of role models that it's like... She can be a role yeah. model without her life being perfect all the time. Right, because yeah. it's, yes, yeah. we live yeah. in imperfections Absolutely. and yeah. we live in gray areas. Yeah. Everything is not so, you mm-hmm. know, black and white. And mm-hmm. what's interesting is the audience when they, how they respond to Kina, because in many respects they see her as perfect and they never see her faults when she doesn't, when she's mm. not really um, acute with the truth, mm-hmm. you know, where times sure. where her character mm. is not always one hundred percent honest, but yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, we forgive her because mm-hmm. she's trying. You know? Yeah, well, she um, she does kind yeah. of. It, mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to figure out a way to say this without spoiling anything for people who haven't watched the show. Uh, she kind of does more of the like lies of omission. Yes, which I think, yes, I think as a as a film going audience, we have been taught to be more forgiving mm-hmm. of that huh. than actual lies. Yeah, but, but yeah, that is that is a good point that she's definitely not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I love her. No, she's <laughs> great. Yeah, she's great. Um so something we talked about a little bit before recording that you know, I just kind of want to highlight here is um you know, for those of our listeners who haven't watched the show yet, um you know, this is a web series that is an all black cast and as we were saying like this is something that like we basically never see, mm-hmm. you know, like we don't have that representation in our media. You know, we barely have representations of polyamory as it is, mm-hmm. but usually it's all whitewashed. You know, yeah. usually it's it's the same image that the poly community often gets criticized for, which is mm. which is seeming like it's just a bunch of like upper middle class educated white people. Um yeah. and and so, you know, I want to talk about that because like clearly, you know, there's this underrepresentation of anyone who is not white um within the poly community. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I hear from a lot of like a number of clients of mine who are people of color who talk about the fact that, you know, I don't necessarily feel comfortable going to poly meetups because sometimes I'm the only non-white person there mm-hmm. um, or or I feel like I get fetishized because of my skin color um, or because of my race or because of my ethnicity. And, you know, these are things that are obviously I mean, these are things that are part of the bigger picture, right? right. You know, these are things that are endemic to to communities outside of just the poly community. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was, you know, wondering to kind of get your take on, you know, how do we address this? You know, how do we, like, you know, the poly community, I feel, is usually such a great community for being open-minded and embracing all walks of life and embracing all different ways that people want to do their relationships, Um you know, it's a community that I would expect to naturally want mm-hmm. to be more inclusive. And yet, um, 
there's a lot of frustrated people out there. Um, so I would just love to kind of get your take on that. You know what? Um, it makes me think about Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, Hollywood should be a very inclusive place and it should be Absolutely. a very diverse place, but it's not. Yeah. And um, mm. the way you change that is by being proactive and reaching out to people who are different from you, reaching out to the communities of color um, and just doing it because we could talk about it all day, but until you're like, you know what, let me reach out to black and Polly. Let me bring you yeah. over to my group. Mm-hmm. Let me, you know, because it's segregated. Like, you know, there's these yeah. really large polyamory groups that have 20,000 people. Most of the people are white. And then you have like black and Polly, yeah. which is like 6,000 people. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I, I don't have that experience of being black and poly and isolated. So that's not my experience, but I have an experience of being mm. a black filmmaker and being isolated and people talking about being inclusive, but not Definitely. really being inclusive. So yeah. it's like, mm. you know, put our words Definitely. into action and, you know, mm-hmm. check our people who are fetishizing, Absolutely. you know, black poly people, you yeah, know, sure. you know, because yeah. that, I mean, it's yeah. you, if you're going to say you're about inclusiveness and open mindedness, you need to be about it. Yeah. That's what Jackie says. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's what Jackie says. I'm gonna put that you heard it here on Multiamory. Put that up on my wall. Yeah, exactly. That's what Jackie says. <laughs> it's awesome. Just like write it in lipstick on your mirror. Oh, that's, that's what Jackie says, right? Good. That's what Jackie says. Yeah. But yeah, I think I it, it should be because, you know, you think about, you know, uh, like polyamory community should be more inclusive. Like, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. considering how yeah. it's considered fringe or out there it seems like you would be more right you know a collective body of people working together yeah even Mm -hmm. like polyamory married and dating which was about a bunch of people actually in the community it was all white people i believe yeah yeah Yeah, it was yeah yeah, Yeah. very much not that so so yeah yeah, it is it is interesting too like that there are these two uh you know not just two but that the groups do tend to segregate Mm -hmm. that way Mm -hmm. Um, and that is something that finding the way to start bringing that together, mm-hmm. though, is the tricky part mm-hmm. because, you know, because there is that thing of like that black and poly group. A lot of those people might be like, yeah, we could, but I kind of don't want to because I've done that before and, and I got fetishized or I, right. I was treated right. that mm-hmm. way, you know, like or I just felt just uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I'm, that's it's a tricky thing mm-hmm. to, to start that. What I've seen, like when, you know, some of the, the conversations that I've seen happening is definitely like the people who are black and poly feel ostracized and not welcome. They go mm-hmm. to, they say they go to meetup groups mm-hmm. and they feel like the oddball out, Jeez. you know? Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's upon, <laughs> um, educators and, all you know, of us, yeah. to like yeah. really, you yeah. know, it takes work. It's like, really, yeah. you know, you mm-hmm. have to be about yeah. the work sure. and, trying to bring mm-hmm. people into the fold respecting the diversity but also like okay you you know we have so many things in common yeah right and let's build on what we have in common you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely i think that you know something something that stuck in my mind uh, last year actually around this time we we interviewed dr eli chef mm-hmm. um who's a, a poly researcher and she talked about the fact that um, you know, for white people, the stakes of being out, as in being out about being poly, the stakes are much lower than it is for non-white people. Mm. Um, because the fact that, you know, non-white people operate, often operate under stereotypes. Mm. You know, the example she gave was the idea that if you have a Latina woman, 
who has to operate under the stereotype of like, oh, you're the fiery, passionate Latina, that if that woman comes mm-hmm. out as being poly, like that's automatically going to get attached mm-hmm. to her stereotype rather than to like a choice that she wants to make or just a part of who she is. And I right. feel like it's very much the same with black women as well. And so, I mean, I like my opinion is I feel like there needs to be a sense of like a greater appreciation for that, that the stakes, mm-hmm. you know, specifically for someone who's black and poly, the stakes to be out about that are much, much higher. I know when I was... um my family, I was telling my family about the series that I was doing mm-hmm. and oh, good. Yeah, that what it was black. Think? I mean, they love it. My mother, Great. my mother's a huge fan. My cousins are huge fans. Awesome. They watch it religiously. Um, but I remember my cousins were like, it's a black couple. Ain't no black man going to allow his black wife to go out here and date <laughs> wow. anybody. And let." I was like, I was like, no, there are black men. Right. who are poly yeah. with their black wives or their black girlfriends or their black boyfriends. I'm like, you know, but because it's not in their 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 sight, like we don't. Yeah. It's not something that's in everyday sight. So mm-hmm. it's like, no, there's no way there's a black person that's going to do that. And I'm like, there's tons of black people yeah. who are yeah, doing yeah, this, yeah. but it's just such a limited scope of what wow. mm-hmm. people's personal experiences are. Are there? Yeah. Are the only relationships they they know about that are would be similar to polyamory, but not is like if you're having an affair. Right. So th- those are the yeah. relationships they understand. Yeah. And I think, yeah. and, and I think for many people, and which is so strange, <laughs> um, my show has a hard time being shared. Like it's shared in polyamorous right. groups, but totally people who are monogamous don't share it. And people who are polyamorous mm. don't share it outside. Right. So they're monogamous the friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it's not, I'm like, just cause you share, it doesn't mean anything, you know, but yeah. right. it's the danger yeah. of someone even thinking that, that you, you may yeah. see relationships differently. Yeah, that's Jeez. the strangest thing. Like, my goodness. And the ideal of it is very um, uh, uh, dangerous in and of itself, which is yeah. horrible when you're yeah. doing a digital series because you want it to <laughs> want spread to like wildflower. Yeah. Wild, wild <laughs> yeah. exactly. But it's definitely that, 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 I think, a threat of being outed, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, if you're polyamorous, yes. and then the threat of someone associating you with something that is 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 just deemed so horrible of saying i want to date Multiple i want to be with people. my husband yeah. and right. my girlfriend yeah. you know like it's so interesting i had a friend of mine tell me he yeah. couldn't subscribe to my network because it was like soft porn oh my gosh wow that's that's a stretch wow. <laughs> and i was like that there's is nothing yeah i was right. like but they have sex no, in the first episode just, between a man like, yeah but you know husband he, and wife like come on right. he told me don't see anything he would it would be more easier for him to subscribe if it was a show about this married couple and the wife cheating. Yeah. Because Almost. it's yeah. more socially yeah. accessible. Yeah. No, I mean, surprising we've, at all. we've right. heard yeah. those and, things before. Yeah. And I was like, but I don't understand. I was like, cause you know, know, for me, this is not, it, yeah. it wasn't so taboo the way that I'm handling the material. It was just, it's about this couple mm-hmm. and this relationship and, and their relationship shifting. Yeah. You know, it was nothing for me like yeah. that was wild and, or anywhere near soft porn. Not, a, not right. Yeah, not saying anything bad <laughs> yeah, about soft porn, it has yeah. its place. But it's so interesting that just the idea of it is so threatening. Mm-hmm. Well, people automatically associate it with like, oh, well, this is a thing that you do in the bedroom, it's a sex thing. and we shouldn't talk about right. things that happen yes. in the bedroom. Yes. So yes. therefore, we shouldn't be watching this. Right, yeah. right, yeah. right. Yeah, maybe that. No, no. We, yeah, it, you, we've you had your hand up for a second. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um. No, I mean, we've gotten that. Like, we've had friends reach out to us and say, like, 
like, I love you guys and I love your show, but like, I can't like your Facebook page. I can't follow you on Twitter because like my girlfriend sees that I did. Then she's going to freak out. And of course we're like, what? What like what? Right. What? Right. <laughs> that is but it's thing. that it's it's even being associated with the possibility yeah, feels so dangerous to people. It's like even yeah. acknowledging it is dangerous to some people. But you know what's interesting? They won't like your Facebook page or follow you mm-hmm. or share it, but they will share somebody getting their head blown off Seriously? in real life. Sure. <laughs> like and it's horrible. like are, yeah. are you serious? Just the idea of just relating to someone differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That blowing someone's head off is more palpable for you than the thought of me wanting to love more than one person at the yeah. same time. Just, yeah. yeah, it's well, been a it's been a struggle. It's been a frustration of mine. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Well, I imagine. imagine something that that imagine. we talk a lot about whenever we talk about coming out mm-hmm. on this show, and I think even on a lesser scale, it could have to do with coming out as liking a show like Compersion or mm-hmm. liking a podcast like ours, mm-hmm. even if even if you're not Polly, right. um, is something we, we say a lot is if you're someone who's in a position where you can, that you are safe to come out, where the repercussions for you might be a little awkward, but you're not going to lose your job, you're, you your know, children, you're not going to get yeah. kicked yeah. out of your house, yeah. right? That right. if you can, do it. Because the more people that do that, Think about these guys, you know, who are so afraid to share something like this on mm-hmm. their on their Facebook page. If they're like, oh, but but, you know, my buddy, whoever did that or like, oh, my friend's uncle right. post stuff about this. Like it Strength becomes less scary because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I know mm-hmm. another human did this. Right. <laughs> like right. an actual human I know, mm-hmm. not just like an idea mm-hmm. of the, another person. And the thing about compersion, it's not I'm not advocating anything that's true it's yeah. just a story about this couple yeah. and their journey to this yeah. this particular thing and so it's not like you mm-hmm. have to be polyamorous no you be whatever you want to be right. the show is not saying you need to be this mm-hmm. or you need to be monogamous mm-hmm. however you decide to have your yeah. relationship is what you decide to do but it's it's a phenomenon that just frustrates the hell out of me yeah right. i can imagine you know well i mean honestly i could talk about this for like six more hours <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how I often feel yeah. towards the end of our podcast. We we just have two last questions for you, Jackie. I'm, I'm here. Um, <laughs> uh, I drove all the way out so here to first, Egypt for yeah, you. Thank so. you so much. Yeah, we are, we are out here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the first question being, you know, you've obviously you've researched this topic and you've explored this topic so much through your work, through your characters, through your writing. Um from what you've learned about this, what what would be your one piece of advice that you would give someone who, you know, maybe a couple who's in the same position as, you know, your characters, Josh and Kina, what would be your one piece of advice for people who are interested in pursuing non-monogamy? Um, I would say you have to be incredibly open and honest about what you're feeling emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I'm a very emotional person, so I'm thinking about I was starting to be if i decide to go into a polyamorous relationship i would definitely have to be open emotionally and very honest about my insecurities and what i wanted mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know because i think ego can get in the way and of that course. and oh, i yeah. have a very ravenous heart and <laughs> yeah. i'm thinking you, you have to be Ooh. you have to be open yeah just really lay mm. everything bare and be naked if you in my opinion if you're going to pursue yeah, yeah. um uh, non-ethical monogamy, right? Yeah. 
I I like that phrase ravenous artist. <laughs> yeah. I might steal that one. <laughs> Sorry. I like it a lot. It's poetry right there. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a poet. I'm a writer. There you go. You're a great writer. You heard sure. it right here. That's what Jackie mm-hmm. says. Um, <laughs> well done, well done. So, <laughs> so the next question that we have for you, uh, for me, is also a little bit of a selfish question because uh, you know I finished the series a few weeks ago, and it leaves us on a freaking cliffhanger at the yes, end. Yeah, it, it does. Like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> and I'm hoping that cliffhanger will motivate people to go over to that Indiegogo campaign and Well, give that's what money. we want to ask exactly. you about. So, if people want to see more of this, if they want to see more quality shows about polyamory out there, where can they support you? Um, they could go to our Indiegogo campaign. So, mm-hmm. they could just Google compersion mm-hmm. um, on Indiegogo and we will come up. Or they could go to bit.ly backslash compersion two and you know for my my biggest thing is if people who like the show support the show with ten dollars if just the people who watch the series finale mm-hmm. gave ten dollars we'd be funded mm. right yeah. 25 we'd be super funded yeah but <laughs> yeah. you know i think a lot of times people wait for someone else to do it and what mm-hmm. i stress about this show is like if it's for you if you like it if you enjoy it you're gonna have to support it because Compersion takes money to shoot. We did it Absolutely. for bare bones, and we're trying to do it for bare bones again. Right. Um, but we we do need some resources, and because I'm not independently wealthy, I cannot um, finance season <laughs> yeah. two. Uh, so it's definitely small donations matter. We'll take big ones, but you know, ten, <laughs> five, twenty five, fifty. Yeah. If you go support, because we really want to bring back season two. We have. I mean, this is just the beginning. There's so much more we want to explore as our couple gets closer to conversion. Yeah. Just so much. I That's mean, great. <laughs> and that first episode of season two, honey. Oh, oh man. Hi. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. Awesome. It's so hot. <laughs> like, yes, uh, we, we were all yes, we were all so gushing hot. over. I know. Uh, we're what's like, his character's name? Colt. Colt. Yeah. Colt. Yeah. Oh my Colt. Yeah, we all got a little bit of a crush. Yeah. Yeah. We got a Colt sure. crush. Like, oh, oh he was. Awesome. You know, he was going to come today. Crush. Oh, really? Uh huh. Oh. Uh, it's probably better he didn't. We would have been so distracted. <laughs> yeah, we, we would all. We'd all. Be you know, like, we're going to come back. I'm going to bring him. Yeah, he was like, oh, maybe I'll come through. I was like, come on through. He's like, what are you guys going to discuss? I'm like, the show and some other stuff. Come on. Yeah. Um. that's awesome. We'll definitely bring him. Next time, I will definitely we can talk about him. like the launch of season two or something. Yes, yeah, so we could do that. So the launch of season two, yeah, you guys sure. could come to the the um, release party. Oh yeah, that's if be... we get funded. Indiegogo, Indiegogo. Yeah, well, all right, guys. Now we'll I, have, I have two selfish reasons for you to go <laughs> fund this project. We really want to make gold. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, you should see that. It's gonna <laughs> be okay. All right, and then oh, also, yeah. <laughs> and then also, so we can check out season two of the show. Thank you so much, Jackie, Thank for you. coming on the show. Such a blast. We really appreciate it. And. As always, if you guys want to write to us with any suggestions or questions or to start a conversation, you can do that to our Twitter at Multiamory or on Facebook, Multiamory, or you can write an email to us at info at Multiamory.com. And of course, join the awesome discussion group, which is actually how we first found out about Compersion um, by joining our Patreon and becoming part of the discussion group there. So thank you all so much, and we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you.